if you'd let me do my intro, I'll That's get to our. that. No, do anything you want. You're Greg Fitzsimmons. You're Grapefruit well, I don't know. I show up and we're sitting in your, your lounge for like a half hour chewing the fat. I'm like, we're going to do a podcast here? Listen, Greg, I needed you comfortable. This is going to be All the right. best two hours of your life. It's uh-huh. going to go the really well. The foot massage was nice. I, want, I knew that was kind of your thing. Yeah. So you see these paws? I, yeah. I had to get them on you, you Big know? Meaty paws. That's gross. Did you hear the <laughs> contempt in his voice? Where'd you get the sweater? Was paws. it a Christmas sweater? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a What's horrible it? 80s uh, disco kind of. Yeah. It's weird. It is. I agree. I wore it to distract you, actually. <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons is autistic, and I take advantage of that yes. during the show. Chris Devon, Travis Terrell at uh, Midcoast Studio, where Greg Fitzsimmons has been mm. relaxing all morning. He cooked up yeah. breakfast, and uh, he settled <laughs> oh, in. We're yeah. excited to have him. And you do love doing long podcasts with people you barely know. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's I feel like I know you guys, though. White man, a couple four, times. Five, I want it technically, I think, five times, four times through call-ins or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, you've been very gracious. I was just telling yeah. Greg, Ian Edwards uh, wrongfully accused us of sucking the first time we had him in, and then he we did. had improved quite a bit. He did. He was proud of us. <laughs> that I had okey-doked him in the, uh, in the request email about, uh, about the opportunity at the yeah. time. Do you feel the same way? Are you still getting the vibe that we're still kind of... No, but there's something exciting about people being that new. Like, I remember first coming on. You just, you guys are like puppies. You were so happy. <laughs> and you, it's... It, so much. It's, infe- now, it's infectious. <laughs> right. You get, so you get a couple... Then a few years later, you've kind of made the rounds. Like, ah, eh, Fitzy's yeah, right. Right, <laughs> right. All right. You're just asking <laughs> questions from the Wikipedia page. So, what was it like so. writing for Ellen? <laughs> All right, Greg. If you're gonna bring up that, is the is the NDA expired yet? No, it'll never expire. <laughs> That's how NDAs work in this yeah. town. Yeah, no, you can never talk <laughs> ever. No. All right. Yeah. Do you have any questions? No, what? Wait. All the questions we had were questions you, that were you probably took, under you took his Team NDA. Ellen in the Fitzsimmons Ellen fiasco. I just like she gives black people a lot of money. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta turn a blind eye sometimes. Yeah, actually, they call her FEMA behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons is at the Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Highly recommend you go and see him. He is not a black comic, so we need you guys to get in there and see. Yeah, him. I hear that's a thing in St. Louis. It's like the black comics and not the white comics. See, I, I, I think black comics just do a really good job of marketing themselves. See, you're hanging out here eating breakfast with us. They're out pounding the pavement, handing out flyers and everything. Yeah. Well, you know, my uh, my first writing job on TV, which was 15 years ago, was for Cedric the Entertainer, a good St. Louis comic. Yeah. Wonderful. I wrote Saint for Louis him comic. for a couple years. And uh, what show was that? It was called Cedric the Entertainer Presents. It was on Fox. It was a okay. sketch show. I remember. And it. I got to tell you something. There, of all the, and I've I've worked for a lot of talented people right. in my life. Right. Bill Maher, Wanda Sykes, Jamie Fox. Mostly black people. <laughs> and that's the funny thing is right. once you, in Hollywood, once you write for one type of show, uh, that's the, what you are. Right. I'm the black guy. Wrote for Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> wrote for Afion Crockett. Like every black act I, I wrote for. Right. But Cedric is the most talented human being I've ever worked with. He was, wow. we, would, we would come up with jokes. We would riff jokes for a couple hours. My job was to write the monologue with him. Okay. And we'd sit around and riff couple hours here, a couple hours there during the week. And then on show night, I would just give him some bullet points. He'd be in, in his makeup chair. He'd look at it for like three minutes. And then he'd be like, all right, I'm good, Fitzdog. 
And then he would just go out and he would do a 10 minute monologue what? and nail it into a dance routine that he had choreographed that week that was like what? pretty extensive dance right. routine with the sensations, which was the dancers right. that were like sharp. They right. were sharp. Sensations. Yeah, and then he'd come out that. and do sketches and he had a dozen characters that were completely different from each other. They were over the top. This guy, that show should have stayed on the air. I, it was shocking. Fox had it on. It was the number one black show on TV. Wow. And it got canceled. How, what, what is the difference? Between, so what's the difference between a show that lasts, like even just recently with Crashing, like it felt like that was so beloved and then gets cut short. You've been on a bunch of different types of shows. What's the difference between the show like The Entertainer, Entertainer Presents and Crashing that gets cut short early and something I don't know that, that crashing, moves forward? I don't think Crashing was cut short early. I think it was sort of run its course. Like yeah. the narrative was over. You know, he started out, he was sleeping on couches. Right. He's just divorced. Then the second season, he's like starting to get his legs, he's getting his first breaks. And then the third season, it ends with him like passed in at the comedy club. He's right. got the girl back. And it right. sort of felt like, I think Judd Apatow just sort of looked at all these British shows that do two or three seasons right. and out, eight episodes a season. Right. right. And you tell a story and you're done. That makes sense. Did you, did you identify with what they were going through on the show? Like being a writer and going through what you've it gone through It was hard for yourself. me because everybody was white. <laughs> so writing for them, I was just confused. <laughs> How do these people talk? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they so quiet? <laughs> Nobody owes any money. They have great credit scores. I can't, I can't tap into this. Filming starts on time. Yeah, right. Have you worked any reality TV shows? Have I worked in reality? Well, I did one show with, you know, T.I., the rapper T.I.? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a wife named Tiny. Yeah. And so VH1 hired me to, sh I was a showrunner on this show with Tiny, and it was... Was it with you and the, 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 the entire family in that? Was that? No, not that one. Okay. No. Um, I worked on one that was a very short-lived talk show. Tiny Tonight, it was called. Oh, okay. And it was three of her ghetto fabulous girlfriends from Atlanta. <laughs> And they would all uh, show up, and we it was kind of reality, kind of talk show. It was a hybrid. And you want to talk about coming late to set. These women would all sit in their trailers, <laughs> and it became a pissing contest about whoever who showed it. The latest. The latest was the diva. That okay. was it. So they would outdo each other. And we had a union crew set up. Oh, my union God. Union crew. Yeah. You know what that costs an hour? That's a lot. And we would start three hours late. And they'd be in their trailers. Smoking oh, that blunts, sounds horrible. Drinking scissorp. You know what scissorp yes. is? Like, actually? Like, yeah. you're not just making drinking that up. Drinking scissorp. Oh, my God. And, uh, and w at one point, I walk in. After two and a half hours, I finally bang down to Tiny's door, and I go, Tiny, what's going on? I go, your hair isn't done. And she goes, yeah. It's because my hairdresser's getting her nails done. <laughs> no. <laughs> across, <laughs> across the street. <laughs> and in, in the meantime, the warm-up person... Had been working for three hours straight. And Wait, you know, oh, three and, hour long. Oh, and you got to understand something. You got to understand something. They don't have three hours of material. They don't have three hours of material. No one has and three the hours audience is, nobody's showing up to see Tiny Show. No. So you got to pay people. You give them 50 <gasps> bucks. And a lot of times you go to methadone clinics. I'm not making this up. You get, you get heroin addicts. You start getting the itch. You get, you get high school kids that are there on like tours. And so you give the warm up person some candy and they hand that out. And they do their act, and then they're and then they're getting people to dance, whatever. 
You want to guess who the warm-up person was that I hired? Uh, wait, wait, what year was this? This was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Mm. I'll just tell you that this person became famous. Tiffany Haddish. Nope, you're close. In gender and race, you're close. Uh, wouldn't be Sherry Shepard. She was already famous. Uh, son of a gun. Uh, I'm not sure. I have nothing. Saturday Night Live. No kidding. Leslie Jones. Leslie wow. Jones. Wow. She had to she do... She had a towel wiping her face. Oh, my God. I forget, sweat. I forget Leslie's a stand-up. Yeah. yeah. That's, and she had to work it for she three whole hours. After, and I think I was oh paying her 200 bucks. Oh, after, after two hours, she was like, Greg, you got to give me some more money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll get you another 100 <laughs> And some more candy <laughs> for the heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how how did you become the? She got uh, SNL like literally two weeks later. Good for her because if you yeah. do three hours of that, that's yeah, yeah. you yeah. deserve the back backhanded the Greg on the way out the door. Yeah. yeah. So how did you become the uh, the white black man whisperer? How did you? Well, be, Louis C.K. was a writer on Cedric's show. He was like the co-EP, and my son was like a year old. And I was on the phone with Louie. I was in some godforsaken place. I think it was St. Louis. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> That's the Fitzy I love. And I was like, man, I'm dying out here. I said, I'm dying. I said, my, I'm missing my son's childhood. I'm gone like every other weekend. Right. And, and I go, you got to help me. And so he goes, he calls me back and he goes, come in on Monday. I got you a meeting with Cedric. They're looking for a monologue guy. So I spent the whole weekend just writing jokes for Cedric. And there was one that he liked. I, at the time, reality shows were kind of new, like right. these Survivor shows, because right. this is going back 15 years. And like Survivor, and and the whole premise was that no matter how talented they are, no matter how efficient they are, the black person's always the first one kicked off the island. <laughs> and so I had like seven or eight funny beats on it, <laughs> and he just was like, "Yeah, you're hired. You're hired. Come back <laughs> it tomorrow." Was that quick? Yeah. And then it's, oh, been wow. a, it's been a world of black entertainment ever since. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Working and Ian Edwards was writing on that show. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Like the timeline and everything. That's so crazy how just the talented people, how they cream rises to the top. Seriously. It's, it's very interesting to see people's career trajectories. Working with black comics like Patrice O'Neill, we lost him. Do you think that he would be considered, would he be at this point, if he was still around, would people be kind of looking at him? In a Chappelle Burr kind of, I guess, stature point. No, I think I think Patrice was great, but I don't think he was that great. Yeah, I think uh, I think he was outrageous. Right. But um, I mean, that's just my opinion. No, I, I appreciate that. I feel like so many people love that guy and yeah. talk about it. And yeah, then, he was great. Yeah, and that happened. And he used yeah. to, you know, I started in Boston, and he right. started a bunch of years after me. So when he first started coming to New York, he would stay with me. But I lived on a, uh, I live in a sixth floor of a walk-up in Little, little Italy. <laughs> and so he shows up, he shows up, and he's got all his bags. And I had been staying at a place in Chelsea, and then I moved to this place in Little Italy. So he comes for the first time, and he carries his bags up six flights of stairs. I got this shitty, can I curse on this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got this shitty fold-out couch. Right. And he's sleeping on the couch, and there's there's my there's it got a tin tin ceiling, and you can hear mice crawling around in the tin mm. ceiling. And I, so the next morning he packs his shit, I, and, we, and I go, "Where are you going?" He goes, "He goes, Greg, I ain't staying in this fucking place again." <laughs> and he got in his car and he drove back to Boston. <laughs> and then what? He, then he started staying with Bill Burr. After that. <laughs> He'd had enough of your yeah. life for yeah. one night. Yeah. 
I remember that place. It was like, it was so old. It was a tenement, and it was above the Ravenite Social Club, which was John Gotti's headquarters. Yeah, right. And it was so old that it was tilted, and you'd go up the stairs, <laughs> and you'd almost fall over every time you went up the stairs because they shifted, so it was like going up a ladder. And then, uh, and then you get into the apartment. If you dropped, if you dropped an orange, it would race to the side of the oh. apartment. And so the shower had the uh, the drain was in the center of the shower, and so the water would start to build up on one side, uh. and it would start to spill over. The edge of the uh, thing, because it was only like a low step over thing, right. and so you'd have to like halfway through the shower kick water <laughs> into the, the drain center. in the middle. Yeah, you got really efficient at showering, yeah. like a prison shower, yeah, right? real fast. Travis, you were in New York. Did you experience anything like that? No, I yeah, I I stayed in a old shitty apartment in uh, uh, Bushwick. So that was the yeah, uh, no rats. The life. No, uh, no well, no, you know, there were rats. There were all rats, of course. Oh, there yeah, there's rats, rats everywhere. Rats everywhere. Oh, but um, yeah. uh, what? Uh, as far as you, do you enjoy? Would you rather still be be in a right? Would you rather do the writers room or continue to just do stand up? If you had to choose one of the, you other? Well, never stopped writing though. Have yeah, you? you really don't stop writing. That's why I've always been curious. Would you? Are you more comfortable in a writer's room, you feel? Or do you still enjoy getting out there, writing something new for an, uh, a different audience? I really do like both. They're different muscles, mm -hmm. and they're different lifestyles. And my wife definitely pre prefers me to write. She, okay. <laughs> she's always on me to just write. She right. doesn't want me going on the road. Okay. And such, I like such being... a tomcat on the road. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Greg Fitzsimmons. Well, that's actually no. funny because, like, you know, I've never cheated on her. And, and only because... I think if I didn't love her so much, I'd probably cheat on her. But I just wouldn't because I just, I think the world of her, I think she's an amazing woman and she's so supportive. And, and, uh, but I want to. I really do. And like last night, this girl shows up and she was, she was good looking. And she's sitting in the How front row. Like she was like an eight. A, a here eight or an LA? No, a St. Louis 10. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I thank go, you for specifying. And, uh, and she, I go, who are you here with? She goes, I just came alone. And I was just like, once again, I was just like, oh, yeah, that would have been the one tonight. Right. Yeah. And then I picture, like, what if in, like, we, what if in my, my 80s with my wife? Right. And we're sitting on the front porch. We're in rocking chairs. And she's like, you know, Greg, all those years you went on the road. Apparently, she's an old Jew. And yeah, yeah. Good. I was going to say, I thought she was, like, Irish. Woman. All those years you went on the road. And I'm sure there was a lot of temptation. Oh, it must have been rough. <laughs> and I'm sure you slipped sometimes. God knows you're you're only human. You probably had sex with women in St. Louis that came to the show alone. <laughs> Asian women in Austin, Texas. Good feet. But I never cared because you'd come home and you treated me like a princess. And you were a great husband and a good father. So I never minded. And I'd be like, Fuck! <laughs> What could have been? <laughs> you could have enjoyed yourself. And I can't go Lewis. back. I can't find that girl. No, it's like she ain't around anymore. My dick doesn't work anymore. Oh, no, no. That's terrible. Yeah. And you're doing C rooms at that point? Yeah. Like, the same girls aren't coming out for that yeah. show. That's a tough What about cruise ships? Would you do cruise ships at that age? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. What a nice way to retire. I, 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 so. I, I did the uh, Tom Jordan morning cruise. Yeah, and it uh, and a ton of comedians do it. You would and kill. They would yeah. all love they, you. <laughs> it is it is fast. I give it to comedians who are able to do that. I don't know if I could do shows and be on the boat with the audience. At I the think same if you're single, time. you yeah. probably just 
run through it, right? A lot of the comedians, of course, bring their significant others. But I, I even still, I was like, after I, I, I feel like some comedians will be like, all right, I've done my 15, ready not to see these people ever again. You know what, though? <laughs> it's like if I'm in my 70s and I'm retired. Okay. And I can go on a cruise for free with my wife <laughs> if I do stand-up once yeah. or twice and they pay you. Yeah. Pay you, I don't know what they pay. What do they pay you on a I cruise? I don't know. It's a lot of... I'll tell you who's uh, on Tony one Robert that I respect right and, now. Yeah. Alonzo Bowden's been on like two in the last Arnest month. Jay doing like seen. jazz. Really? Jazz, jazz something. They pay for him to come on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they if they want to pay me five grand and I get a free trip with my wife and I'm on a cruise, why not? Right, yeah. Okay. Do you like four of those a year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. That's twenty grand. We got yeah. us that. Okay. Yeah. I like. We've okay. got the next I, phase I, of Fitzsimmons' I, I, career. I'm always so overly concerned for comedians and their comfort because they're <laughs> naturally uncomfortable what, people. What about what about you? This weekend is this a, a an explore St. Louis, ch- catch a museum? <laughs> Actually, seat it weekend? is. Is it really? I love St. Louis. I really do, and it's like. One of those cities where it was one of the first places I headlined. So, you know, when you're a young stand-up, you actually go out and see the city. Right. Once you get older, you just, just hole up in the room. Right. and Masturbate and write. Masturbate and, write. and do, do emails. And, and so, but St. Louis, I've always had a, a place in my heart because it was one of the first places I'd, I'd gone. And uh, I got, there's a woman who uh, writes for whatever your local paper is. And she interviewed me this week. And she invited me out to... Um, there's a wait. We just look at her name is Danya Artemisi. Does that mean anything? What? There's oh, a there's this is this sounds like a made up. There's a concert on Saturday night, and it's um, Walter Trout, Charlie Barry, who's Chuck Chuck's grandson. Uh, is this the St. Louis American? Richard Fortas from Guns N' Roses, like all these. Uh, it's like this BB King's All Star Band. Okay. And so uh, I can't make the show Saturday night, but they've got a sound check, and they're going to let me come at 3.30 Oh, nice. Saturday. That's cool. So I'm going to go to that, and then I'm going to go to the, uh, was it the Lick and Stick? What's the barbecue mm. place? Oh, uh, I mean, you got a Stick few. something. Stick. Oh, uh, there's Pappies. There's Sugar Salt Fire. and Smoke. Salt, Salt and, and smoke. smoke. Okay. I told you there was oh, a stick in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'm going to hit that. I'm going to take uh, the feature act. There's a guy that I really like out of Philly that I'm working with. Nice. And so I'm going to take him out. He's a fat guy. We're going to take him for some barbecue. <laughs> usually you buy, usually you buy lunch for the feature. I'm worried. I'm worried about <laughs> how much this guy will take down. Yeah. Yeah. Even with St. Louis pricing, you're like, listen. Yeah. yeah. This could get out of hand. Yeah. Can we stick to one farm animal? It, it's going to be hard for me to not walk by Salt and Smoke now and just go, oh, there's a licking stick. <laughs> Lick and I don't know stick. Where I came from the <laughs> lick and stick. Will you take a Will you take a selfie where it looks like Chuck Berry's pissing on you on the? Uh, what? Oh, there's a, what? There's a statue by Salt and Smoke of Chuck Berry. It'd be a good time. He did other things besides, you know. Farted, yeah, you know what else he did. <laughs> you know what else he did? He installed video cameras <laughs> under the toilet seat. <laughs> that that happened. Yeah. He is the greatest. Though. He's fantastic. He's the greatest rock and roll guy of all time. Matter of fact, that's my walk-up music this week on on the. Uh, I like the that. Show that's Sweet a good Little call. Sixteen, yeah. No kidding. That's a good song name. You too. couldn't write Sweet Little Sixteen today. You have to be oh, Sweet Little no. Nineteen. Yeah, Sweet Nineteen and a Half. Maybe yeah. we just avoid the ages completely. Yeah, just yeah. Like sweet girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the <laughs> best you can do at twenty twenty. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, when you're not taking features out for uh, barbecue buffets, did have a question. You you've done you've acted before. Sure. We, we were curious about this. Uh, yes. Obviously, the commercials in the 90s that uh, were a huge hit. Other things that you've acted in. Is there a reason, or do you feel like 
you wanted to act more, would you still act? We were talking about that because you do have 50 different skills, but you don't act a ton. Is there a reason for that? Do you ever want to? Did you ever want to be more of an actor? I don't know. I feel like the the one thing that's probably held me back is I'm not uh, good. Oh. <laughs> Fooling me right now. Now, you know, I went to acting school for two years. Right. I went to the Neighborhood Playhouse, which is a very respected acting school in right. New York. And uh, I was never a good auditioner. Really? Like, I've always been a good actor. Like, when people give me roles, I do them and everybody's very happy. But when I go into the room to audition, Hmm. I just feel, as a stand-up, I think you're expecting a certain kind of feedback. Yeah. And I think as a stand-up, you have to take control. And a lot of times when you act, you have to fit in more. Mm -hmm. You're not the alpha. Right. And I think my energy was never right. It was always too big, I think. Mm. So all the acting I've done is pretty much roles I've been given. I don't know that I've ever auditioned for some. Oh, no. I auditioned for Andy Dick when I was just a kid. And he hired me to do some sketches on his show. But, oh, I'd certainly like to do more of it. I mean, if if Holly was listening to this podcast. (laughs) They are. are. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Um. Oh, there he is. Check him out. <laughs> How Look dare you? This. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. It's a Greg Fitzsimmons <laughs> commercial. You handsome devil. Look at you. Those are kind eyes. I was 29 years old. Oh, and my world in front my agent calls me up and he goes, hey, we got an offer for you. No audition for a campaign, a series of commercials. I go... That's amazing. What is it? He goes, uh, he goes, it's going to pay you, uh, tells me the amount of money. I go, that's fantastic. <laughs> what is it? He goes, you, they're going to give you a lifetime supply. <laughs> I said, what is it? He said, it's Rogaine. I go, yeah, but my hair's not falling out. And now you can see the photo. <laughs> and uh, it, is, it, it is the crown. The crown is starting to. Oh, and so I was like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, but then I was moving to L.A. Yeah. That in like three months. I had no health insurance. Mm. I had no money in the bank. And so my, my wife, well, she would have been my wife six months later, was like, just do it. Nobody's, my agent's like, nobody's going to see it. It's going to be like on ESPN 12 at 3 in the morning <laughs> right. during women's like, sh- <laughs> you know, horseshoes. So I do it. Cut to March Madness. I'm on every game of March Madness. <laughs> oh. I'm walking down the street, oh. and my tagline was, "My tagline was, I'm looking at the bottle, and I go, four out of five. I like my chances.' I remember that. And I'm walking down the street, total strangers are going, "Hey, dude, I like my chances." <laughs> every guy I've ever met is calling me, leaving messages on my answering machine, "Like my chances, Greg. I don't like your chances of getting any other acting work." <laughs> I think it all went okay for the rest of us. What what about stand-up comedy? About people getting into it the, in 2020. Are you Just happy are you happy with the stop. <laughs> the people stop. getting into things now? It's it, it's not freaking, you know, uh bowling. Right. It's not bowling. <laughs> it's not, not a leisurely bowling. thing. It Just is a grinding stop. lifestyle. Yeah. Get it, the problem is is like first of all you got all these celebrities. Right. That are like either they got me too, so they can't get real acting work anymore, so they start doing stand up, 
or you've got guys that just are the, their careers are <laughs> Why slipping. Did I just immediately go to three people oh, you, when you said that. I go, oh, you were all thinking yeah, of, that's exactly what happened. You're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking the same one. And then you got every one. kid's coming oh, out of college. No. Their parents pay for them to go to college. In college, like they take freaking comedy writing classes and they take improv classes and then they get out and then their parents pay for their apartment in Hollywood and they take classes at UCB and they start doing stand up <laughs> and they get up there and they're all the same. They have zero life experience. They haven't traveled. They haven't been on drugs. They haven't done anything interesting. And they're up there talking about nothing. And all these clips keep opening and the audience and the comedian are the same. Because everybody in the audience does stand up too. And it's this weird, <laughs> incestuous. Oh my God. Just leave it to the people that are damaged. Yeah. Just leave it to the damaged. That have to have been absolutely just through the filthy ringer. Driving right. gave their the lives Northeast to in it. February right. to go make $30 somewhere. These kids don't leave town, they no, don't go on the road. <laughs> I mean, you... the kid that's, that's featured for me this week, Yeah. he's making $500. He had to fly himself out, staying on a friend's couch. I mean, and he's and to feature, and he's and got a wife and, and a kid at home. Right. And to feature in a different city is a big deal, right? He's like, trying to grow as a comic, right? And that's, and he so is overweight. Be, he eats so much, doesn't he? I know, I know how that goes. You're not skinny. Would you say you're up or down in your weight right now? Uh, way up. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, I've had. I've had many ups and downs. What are you I coming in flex. at now? Can I guess? I, yeah, please. How tall are you? Six, three and a half. Damn. Got to get All the right, half. All right, so I got to say you're, you're 250. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Really? You're more than 250? 270 right now, yeah. Damn. But I've been way higher, and then I've, you know, I've been down in the, in the flex. I got rates. a diet idea for you. I just thought of this the what other wanna, day. What do you want to do? It's called the eat and shit diet. Okay. <laughs> and what you do is you eat. Mm -hmm. You can eat a meal. The great thing about this diet, anything you want, barbecue, as much as you want, barbecue, pizza. carbs, whatever. Okay. But then you can't eat again until you take a shit. Okay. You think of it as like your body's like a nightclub. Like right. you let a bunch of people in, in and then the no. bouncer stops and put up that little red velvet rope, oh. stops them until those people leave out the back door. Mm. Got it. Uh, and the thing is, is don't don't let in like... You know, Dairy Queen yeah. and Burger King. Oh. Little, you know. little thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah let in, in yeah. the, let in the, the, think of like vegetables are like the ugly people that you keep on line while the good ones come in. <laughs> right. And then, the, and then, you know, Taco Bell guy, he's, he's having a fight on the way out. <laughs> yeah. He's throwing it's up. It's a bad deal. It's, it's ugly in the back mm -hmm. door. Yeah. I think That's what, so nice. what you've just laid out is the plan that I'm going to go through and then I'm going to. Report back to you, and, and you can you can you can put those on your podcast. Yeah. Listen, how I've helped this young man in the Midwest, yeah. and I've changed his life for right. the better with the one in one out diet. That's it. That's the Greg Fitzsimmons one in way. one out. Yeah, right. Uh, Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, anything else we need to keep it up? I I love your podcast, man. I've been listening to it. Fitz Dog uh, Radio. Been listening to it for as long as you've started it, and uh, it's been a d over a decade. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's strange. It is weird. I've done like 850 episodes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's what crazy. are you, with the podcast? Um, two things, and I can't remember if I've asked you this before or not. Was the Bob's Mood a thing uh, a work between the two of you? Was it a prank or was it real? Yeah, like pro West, pro wrestling. A work would be like. Well, that's know, the beauty of it is nobody's ever going to know. Uh, like we that. had a fight. Yeah. I can tell you, I didn't. I didn't plan anything. Yeah. 
it's kind of perfect that it happened though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Who's the uh, who's the guest that surprised you the most over the years? Guest that surprised probably Belladonna, the porn star. Really? Uh, she turned out to be vegan, and she only did sex scenes like two months of the year, and the rest of the time she she was in great shape. Yeah. And I used to have a studio at my house, and uh, she got naked, and then we this is went, not a video podcast. <laughs> and then we went into my hot tub. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, like. My room where my wife was sleeping, because we used to do the podcast at like 11 yeah. o'clock at night. My wife is sleeping. We're eight feet away. I'm naked in my hot tub with a porn star. Outstanding. And I'm like, I can't do this at my house anymore. <laughs> That's why you wrong. got the, the office studio. <laughs> yeah, so I got the office studio. <laughs> this is wrong. Instead yeah. of saying, I'm probably not going to get naked in a hot tub with a porn star, you well, we need to move <laughs> off site. <laughs> Don't stop the activity. Yeah. Correct. Just move it yeah. a right. couple was, blocks down the that road. That was my decision in college <laughs> because I had earrings at the time and I'd gotten in like the 10th fight in a month and I'm like, I'm going to take these out. They're going to get ripped out rather yeah. than being right, like, right, right. hey, maybe you're a fucking idiot. Stop getting <laughs> yeah. into fights at bars and stuff. Why yeah. are you wearing loop earrings? <laughs> 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 they were plugs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. that was a big question too. Uh, you used to scrap, Greg. I feel like you yeah, probably did. gotten into... Yeah, I did. I used to fight a lot. Yeah. I spent three different weekends in jail. I always had a knack of getting arrested on a Friday night late. Oh. And then the judge comes in on Monday oh, at, no. at 9. No. Gardner, Gardner's like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. so you got to spend the whole weekend in jail. And, and uh, two of the times, no windows. They keep the lights on 24 hours a day. No clock. No oh, watch. You have no fucking idea. That would where be you are and when. Ah, yeah. That sounds and it's awful. cold. Were you, were you a cool guy? Um, I may have uh, tried to be a cool guy and be like, I don't need your bologna sandwich. And then like an hour later, I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. So hungry. I started yelling at one guy, and he reached in and he grabbed me by the bangs when I had them. And he started slamming my head against the side of the uh, cell. Where was this at? North, in the Northeast? In New York. In New York. And he tore, he tore my hair. Like it was bleeding. What the? What? And so I kept pulling it more to rub the blood over my face so it would look worse. <laughs> but I was in there for another couple of days. So yeah. It just all flaked <laughs> off. There is. There is. Oh, God. Wow. That's fantastic. You ever go to jail? Just like the overnight thing. Like yeah. Probably two or three times. Yeah. Drunk tank. Yeah, that kind of thing. The My thing like that, it wasn't nearly like that. I don't think that you could get away with it by the time we were around for that. But... I was doing like some mixed martial arts stuff at the time and I would have boxing fractures or my hand would be just a little bit swollen. Yeah. And the cop, I swear to this, and I, I, I blew under. I literally blew under, you know, the, the alcohol thing, right? And he's like, oh, what'd you get mad? Punch a wall, tough guy. Like started in on me on that. And I, I'll never forget, and this is dumb, and Travis is like, you said what? I was like, oh, actually, uh, MMA and training and boxing fractures, we just train like a block away. You should definitely come up next week. It'd be a really good time. Like, come train with us. And the guy could tell. I was like, you know when dudes start doing that to each other? Yeah. And it's kind of, you're raising the yeah, bar yeah, just yeah. a little bit. In retrospect, I probably shouldn't have done that. No. But, but it ended there. It did yeah. end there. But that that was my first taste of like, Oh, he wants me to act up. Yeah. Like he's trying to get me to screw around. And yeah. I can only imagine what they did when there was no social media, cameras could be pushed away, no cameras maybe in a jail. I can't imagine. I love you and I are talking about this as a black guy sitting three I'm feet like, away going, like, you have some thugs. <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God. I've been telling my family and friends, look at it. That's all they do is fight. That's all they do, fighting in jail. 
How many women you slept with, Greg? <laughs> That's our next conversation piece. But I also appreciate Greg going, asking you, have you been to jail first, before asking whether or not I had He's been. not the Greg, best black Greg writing punch-up man in business like, Greg, for nothing. Greg, Greg has been around the block. He knows. Uh, he knows. Well played. All right. Well played. Great job, I Greg. have been to jail, though, by the way, Greg. How I long? wasn't going to bring that up. Just the week. I did the weekend thing, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so funny. My, fr- my friends would say, whatever you do, just not on Friday. Yeah. Just maybe, maybe when you can see the judge yeah. the next day or at that same did day. Did you have to share a cell? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I never, didn't. I never I didn't. shared a cell. I, yeah, that's, yeah. I Who'd never you share call- with? This guy who's in very, very drunk. And I yeah. think he had gotten into some domestic College issues. Town? Yeah, that's the uh, thing when we were in Missouri. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Columbia, Missouri. It's just like filled with like, you have like actual criminals, but then there's like, Dude with Abercrombie shirts that were just too drunk uh, at the bar. So that's a weird mix. Yeah. Because they're like, well, this isn't like real. No, that guy's in here for like aggravated assault. Like yeah. you're in jail, jail. Like it's real. Gardner? I'd just like to shout out to my former cellmate, uh, Lil What What. Who nicknamed me White Boy. Oh, good. One of the times I was in jail. All right. So, well, I'm glad we all figured it out. Always remember him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go to jail this weekend in St. Louis, man. Well, I'm trying to think of what could get me there. I know there's a... There's <laughs> a isn't there a club it. called Blueberry Hill? Yeah. yeah. That'll be across they the street got music, from, right? Salt, mm-hmm. from Salt and Stick. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah, I'm gonna right go, I want to go see some more live. I love St. Louis music. I mean, just, you know, the history of music right. in this town. I'm so proud of you for getting out and, uh, and knocking it around, man. Yeah, there's a lot do to it. do. Yeah. I'm going to stay out of trouble. I don't drink anymore, so how much trouble can I get in? Not much. Not much. And you're not going to cheat. No, no hot tubs available. No porn stars I'm aware of. What can I do wrong? Is pot legal here? Medical, medical. yes. Uh, All right, the river, so I might yes. get arrested for that. Yeah. Okay, Five okay, minutes go, away, yeah, yeah. it's legal in Illinois. So. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. legal in Illinois As now. of January, right? Yeah. 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 My son's going to college there. Oh, um, <laughs> has he reported back? Anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, that's not fair. Because, yeah. I didn't know that he smoked much pot until he tells me on the phone the other day. So I'm quitting pot. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, like, what? quitting? What? Quitting? How much are you doing? <laughs> what? Yeah. What a great way to find out. That's that is fantastic. outstanding. Yeah. I, I don't want to keep you here a ton longer, but that has to be such a difference. Like. He's at DePaul, and I, I know it's just a different life. So he grew up with a comic dad, yeah. right? Do you do you ever look at the way he grew up and the way you grew up and just kind of like, do you even know? And it's not that you had a terrible upbringing. No, no. Like my that. father was in radio, so it was very right. similar. Okay, it was that like makes sense. He was in entertainment, and yeah. he worked weird hours, and um, I think it probably helped me think I could go into this business, right. I'm sure. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I don't know. I hope he doesn't go into this business. I really, I really think it's a tough life, um, but I don't think he will. He's, uh, he's not funny. He's like he knows <laughs> what's right. funny, right? But he's not like the guy that's like ripping it up in the room, right? My daughter is. I was gonna say, what if that your daughter wants me. to jump in? I got a redheaded daughter. <laughs> Who's hilarious? That is out. That is so. Who awesome. knows what's going to happen with her? Maybe she'll go to college and take sketch classes, and then go to UCB. And have nothing to talk about. I'll give her something to talk about. I, yeah, let's not do any damage at this point. Yeah. You've done a great job so far. Greg Fitzsimmons at Helium all weekend long. Listen to Fitz Dog Radio. Oh, and also Childish is my other oh, podcast. Oh, with Allison Rosen. With Allison Rosen, yes. which is uh, 
We just did a live show in San Francisco at Sketchfest. At Sketchfest, yeah. Yeah, and then we're doing. We're starting to bring some guests in, but uh, we had Andy Richter on. But it's about parenting, and it's it's me with teenagers trying to teach her with babies how to parent. That is I awesome. Mean, I she, love that. She was <laughs> forty, almost forty, before she had her first kid. She did in vitro fertilization. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a really interesting concept. Too. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about getting that going and everything. So right. that's great that that's rocking. Yeah, out, so man. that's going really well. So check that out as well if oh. you get a chance. Absolutely, Definitely. man. We'll have to do that, guys. Go see Greg Fitzsimmons. I've seen him every time he's been in St. Louis the last few years. You will not regret it. It's a very good show and a great feature. Who's going to be full of barbecue? Yes, as well. <laughs> Sauce all over his face. I think he weighs like two seventy five. Your your opening <laughs> your uh, your host is a big guy too, Rich he's Braun a from huge here. He's guy. six four, six five, super nice. He's, he's three hundred. He's, he's got to be three hundred. Yeah, yeah. It, but you know that's uh, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, right? it's the Midwest. I'm gonna say it's what we do. It's, <laughs> it's the winter. You guys trim it up for right. spring. Oh, you right? should see me. If yeah. You would have been here in June. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> all over it, Greg. Greg, thank you so much. Thanks, All right, great Appreciate seeing you guys. Great to see you. you.